Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Um, a lot went on right after we finished recording last week, so I'm feeling like we're playing a little bit of catch-up. But uh, first of all, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing fine, thank you. So right last week we did a show, we didn't discuss Russia at all, and then things went fucking crazy in Russia. So I believe his name is pronounced Prigozhin. Yes. Is the uh, head of the Wagner Group, a, a paramilitary mercenary group that literally turned and started marching on Moscow. On their way, they turn around, possibly, probably because of a deal struck with Putin and the Kremlin. It's just the most bizarre thing, because he was literally turning the war back against Russia. This is a group, you know, we, we talk about this, in, or I'm talking about this like it's some foreign crazy concept. We have the same thing here. We have Blackwater, which was, is a huge paramilitary mercenary group that we used in Iraq, got them kicked out of Iraq. They changed their name and went back. So this, this concept of private military groups is not um, unique to Russia. And it kind of perked my ears up a bit in terms of what could happen to things that crazy in our country. Um, well, but, oh, good. I mean, I guess... You know, there, there's a little bit, it's a weird situation for sure, um, because, you know, from what I read is that it was a, it was a protest, right? It was a right. protest march against the Russian government because, uh, you know, I guess they, uh, the, the Russians, you know, dropped bombs that killed some members of the Wagner group, and maybe there were some issues with some of the people from the Wagner group getting paid, so they... <clears throat> turned and marched towards Moscow as a protest, saying they basically wanted better terms and conditions and better you know, safety sure. from these sort of things, and to show uh, Putin just exactly like what, how he, sh- like, I guess his other point was, you know, he gave Putin certain instructions on how they should have done this and how they could have ended it quickly. Putin didn't follow his lead, and so now everything has been drawn out. So his point was, you know, not only do you put us in danger and maybe you haven't paid us, but I'm going to show you how you should have done this invasion by doing it to you to show you just how weak of a position that you have put yourself in. And, you know, they got to a certain point where he, he said he made the decision to stop because they didn't want to mutiny and that it was just to, to prove a point. And he got his point across, uh, you know, I don't know if I buy so you, it. Was, did you buy it either? I, 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 I don't know if I buy it. I mean, I, something bizarre happened though, right? Like, I mean, because why turn on them? Why do the march? Why stop? Why, why is he now exiled to Ukraine or what? It's Maybe just Belarus or Belarus. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Like what? Like Steve, and that's actually kind of a point I wanted to make is we don't have a clue what's really going on. I heard people speculating that. This whole thing was planned by Putin to see who was loyal to him and who wasn't, which, given Putin's background, wouldn't shock me. I, and I, I actually, I watched about three, uh, about 30 seconds of Prigozhin's 
um, uh, you know, speech, whatever is his video. But he's not speaking a language I understand. And right. it wasn't getting translated. And I think to myself, you could tell me, if you translated and put anything on the bottom of the screen, I wouldn't know any better. So it could be, you know... Yeah. But, and, and so uh, the, the whole we don't really know what's happening thing is just all I can think of in this case. It could be Prigozhin and Putin working together. It could be Prigozhin saying, fuck this guy, I'm going for the throne, realizing he's not going to succeed and my family's going to die. I don't know, and I don't know how to find out. But it's, here's the problem, though, right? Like, you know, so he, he said what he said, there's a translator, and it's just like, I don't, you're, you're not trusting what your eyes yes. are, are showing you. And that's a big part of the problem. It's a big part of the problem with U.S. media, um, obviously world media, is that so many of us now are doubting what we're seeing, what we're hearing, and for good reason, <laughs> right? I, for It's for good reason. And so we have to really, when, whenever we're taking in information from the media, um, as it relates to, you know, current events in real time, we have to start to figure out ways to, to validate and vet this information. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, there's an argument to be said, like uh, part of our problem is, is that, you know, we, most of us only really speak one language. Yeah. Right. And so. Especially Americans. <laughs> right. Like, well, no, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about okay, Americans, okay, okay. right? Um, when I was in Europe, they told me there's, there's, if you speak three languages, you're trilingual, two languages, you're bilingual, one language, you're American. <laughs> right. But I mean, like in, in there's, there would be value if we spoke, you know, if we learned, it, it'd probably be wise for, you know, people to go out and get Rosetta Stone or, or Babel or whatever these language. And I don't know, learn Russian and, and Mandarin. You, you know, know the, I mean, we, it, have, we have Google Translate, by the way, which I've only used a few times, but it's well, amazing. But I feel, well, the reason why I'm saying that is that, like, but would you trust that? Right, because fair, there are people, fair. there are people who would question the translation of a Google because they feel that Google is left wing and blah 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 blah. So at what point do you just yeah, have yeah, to yeah. like, fair, all right, fine, fair. I gotta uh, fucking learn Russian, I gotta learn uh, Mandarin, and maybe I gotta learn uh, Spanish, probably or, go pretty long, but... or Arabic. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, like, just because it's just like you know, like Spanish is one that maybe you don't have to learn because it's there's enough people who know it. Where true. You know what I mean? Like, true, I, true. If, you know, if, 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 yeah. Right. Like, they, find that if they're, if they're saying something and they're translating something different, like, I, I, there's enough people I know who, you know, true. have nothing to do true. with politics true. who would be like, that ain't what he's saying. Right. I just go grab one of the, you know, one of the dudes at my gym and just like, hey, what is he, what did he just say? Right. Are they translating this right? But when it comes to some of the other, other languages, like I said, Russian, Mandarin, Arabic, something like that, you know, you're, you're, you know, it's. I'm not saying that it's an easy task that no, we could all not. go do, but like that's one of the ways I could think of trying to verify some of this because we we're so reliant on someone else telling us what that person is saying, and because there's so much distrust, it's just like I don't know what's going on. And you, you know, you're right? And I'm not normally I don't trust the media guy, right? But in this case, I'm like, you know, this is getting said, and I'm being told that's what he's saying, and I have no fucking clue. Right. Um, but I just ran into someone from your gym the other day, by the way, bar, one of the barbacks at my Irish pub. 
Okay. Sporting an OSI uh, shirt, so I stopped him and talked about it. All right, let's move on to speaking of OSI. Did he know me? He did not know you by name. Okay. He said he might know who you are, but he, and I said, big black guy with glasses. He's like, well, big guy in my gym doesn't really narrow it down. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, but anyway, so, uh, yeah. um, you know, so, but to, just to that point, I mean, that's a really unique situation because whatever the reasoning was behind it, it did expose Putin and it sure. exposed Russia to show how weak they were. Right, like th- this is the equivalent in football, right? To saying, "All right, I'm going to take the ball and I'm going to run it right up the middle, and you can't stop me." You know, I mean, like right. we're just, just going to run, take the we're gonna, the team, right? right? Like we're going to run off tackle to the right over and over and over again, and you can't stop me. You know, just to show how weak your defense is, and and that's what the va- the Wagner the the Wagner 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 Wagner, whatever, Wagner whatever, the you know, paramilitary care. troop uh, group out of out of Russia or Ukraine or whoever they are. Um, but that was the point that they were trying to make, right? And they and they made it. So, but that it well, was Putin in return made the and I can ruin your family. True, but I mean, I think his point was maybe you can, but if I can take over your country and have you on the run, I can eventually get to you. And once you're dead, I don't really give a fuck what you think you can do to my family because you're dead, right? So I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill any Russian oligarchs that were friends of yours. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do all those terrible things that you say you're going to do to my family and their family's family. I'm going to do it to you and yours because I can. I've proven I can. What you've proved is that you don't know shit about warfare. Flag. And, 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 that, and that's, that's a point we made relatively early in the, in, after the invasion of Ukraine. Like you and I, I think both kind of said Vladimir Putin's so smart. And yeah, he's a brilliant intelligence spy you know he knows that game he clearly does not know warfare and does not know the military and those don't those things don't translate directly apparently yeah and yeah i think putin's got a really uh harsh taste of reality when it comes to there's shit you know and there's shit you don't and you've entered into the don't zone right i mean and and with putin on this one especially it's it's you know you should have listened to your generals. You should have listened to, you know, the people who have done this before. Now, there's also an argument like, look, you know, I mean, they, they've, they've had engagement in places like Syria and, and places like Africa yeah, and, sure. and whatever, but they, they don't have a ton of extensive war experience anymore, right? Like, I mean, when's, you know... Let me, Certainly not against a military that could fight back. Exactly. You know, I mean, and so, and and that's my one thing with China. Now, the issue with China is that they just have so many people that even if their strategy sucks and training sucks, that it's just there's so many bodies that they could throw at you. But a big question I have about China when it comes to warfare exactly is how ready are their soldiers to fight, right? Like, how good is their military strategy? Like, when is the last time China has, has actually been in a fight, right, where where they've had to actually do or show anything. And, and I'm not, I don't, we don't know, right? And I think True. it's a valid question. No, it's a valid question, but also technology has become the forefront of warfare. And when it comes to technology, China's doing pretty good. Right. But, and, and I think Russia well, might suffer I mean, from... And you could also argue like, yeah, but they've stolen a lot of it, right? Okay. So it's a technology that we have that they, st- that they okay. also I, I, have you're, you're, that they yeah. stole from us. Not, not, and, not, not and, denying that. And it's not... And all, all that's to say is that like they've got a lot of technology 
Um, but so do we. In, in technology infrastructure. Right. Um, so which I, is what yeah, we're working on. That, that's something that we've lacked that we really got exposed for during the pandemic is, oh, if we need to make our own components for you know high tech, anything, right. we're not doing well. And that's actually something that's gone in our favor over the last several years as a necessity because we got exposed for our inability to produce uh, you know components for technology. All right, uh, but I, I wanted to move on to the Supreme Court because, okay. oh, no, first of all, this is your ballywick. Um, but a couple of big decisions came out this week. Yeah, so we had, we had a few. Um, so we, I mean, I guess we start with the uh, religious freedom case out of Colorado, uh, which is really, really, uh, there's some questions there about that one. So you had a, a, a website designer uh, who alleged that she got a request from a gay couple for her to design their wedding website. Um, but because they were gay, it went against her religious freedoms or her religious beliefs, and so she sues, uh, and it goes to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court decides in her favor that she shouldn't be forced to uh, do something that goes against her religious beliefs in making a website for a gay couple. Uh, now, uh, you know, that there's plenty of controversy about that um, because, the, you know, it because the argument is, well, people can just throw, well, it's against my religious belief out there and just use that as a precursor for discrimination against right. whatever they want. Right. Right. Whether it be race or like, I don't want to serve short people. Right. Or I don't want to serve guys with bald heads or I, you know, yeah. just pick it. Right. Like, so, and, you know, so there's plenty of beef with that. Right. And the decision. And again, it feels like another attack on the LGBTQ community um, where they're just that's one less way in which that they are protected. Um, and given with, you know, states passing rules against, you know, trans people and their various rights and access, right. um, it, 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 that feels real. Right. Um, but the drama behind this case or the the um, the scandal or whatever you want to call it, the conflict which is beyond sort of the courtroom is if she actually had standing to bring the case because the person who is said to have brought, who, who, who made the inquiry about her making the, the website for uh, he and his partner is a guy named Michael Stewart. Um, and, you know, allegedly Michael Stewart was uh, uh, planning a wedding with his male partner uh, and asked her to design the website for them. And she said no. And then proceeded to sue because she because of uh, Colorado law said she would have had to do it. Um, but when the person who she said that this claim was based off of, right? Like so, here's the guy who made the inquiry online. Uh, here's his information. So there you go. So then, media tracked him down and said, "Hey, what do you think about this court decision?" And he's like, "Yeah, weird thing is, I didn't make that inquiry. And not only did I not make it." Um, I'm already married, uh, and I'm married to a woman. I've been married to her for 15 years, and I'm a web designer, so I, I, I could make my own website if I needed to. But again, I'm already married to a woman uh, that I've been married to for 15 right. years, and this case started down the... the, the Which I, I just can't get my head around. How did it make it to the Supreme Court? Um, well, that's what, that's what inquiring minds would like to know, Jim. Okay. Right. Like I so mean, I'm because not crazy going, well, no, because it, there has to be an actual uh, 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 grievance to be resolved, right? And 
and you don't have one in this case if, if that's true, right? It's based off theory. Now, people are like, well, they stipulated to that early on. Like, what do you, no, that's you stipulated not, to us not you, you stipulated to the, that, well, it's not a real case, but we're going to try it in theory anyway and then change laws and access to rights based off of a stipulation on a theoretical event that didn't happen. That's not how our justice system works, right? That's not how civil procedure works. Uh, and there are legitimate questions about it. But the problem is, this is the Supreme Court. There's no one to appeal to. <laughs> right like so right. that's yeah. it right like that like in so I, we don't have anything adjacent to the supreme court to come back and say you know that you, you got to do it over. right like it, it's it just it's a it's a really really bad situation and and i think that i mean obviously i think that this is going to hold up this is going to stand um it shouldn't have but it's a direct assault on on our judicial system and process uh, and it's it, it it's taking us further down this road of of the illegitimacy of government um, by some of these bad faith actors, right? Like, and if you're doing something that you know shouldn't be allowed, but because you want to make this political statement, you allow it to happen, right? Like that is political corruption, right? Sure. Like you may not, it's not, you know. Batman and Gotham City corruption with, you know, some bad guy smoking a cigar, taking money from mom and pop shops. But it, this is actually way worse, right? Because it literally is undermining a branch of our government, that being the Supreme Court. Um, but they're doing it from within, right? I, I Again, I just find it amazing that this didn't get shot down at multiple levels. Yeah, but that's, a, then, that's what a lot of people are saying. Like, listen... I'm an attorney, but there's attorneys way smarter than me, way more into the world of constitutional law. This is what they do and they practice every day that are asking the same questions. How do we get to this point? Right? Like, how, how is this, how are you, you know, like, how was this not a red flag? And, you know, you know, there should have been a whole discussion like this, you know, the fact this case's ability to even move forward should possibly be something that could be argued before the, the Supreme Court <laughs> before we even get to the point the actual matter at hand yeah it, it, it you know I bring up the movie Idiocracy all the time but this feels like another Idiocracy moment where now the Supreme Court is ruling on cases founded on bullshit and to be fair they when you get to that level you just kind of assume I guess that oh this person named in this suit is a real human who really did this and yeah, you just I, can't I, just, do it, right? I, I, I I just think that that almost um, that that almost kind of minimizes it or trivializes it in a way because this is this is not like the, like because I, I feel that this is this was intentional, right? You, sure. Like the way you're referencing it is almost like it was like an oversight. Like how do we do this? Like somebody made a mistake. Like you would think there would be vetting and verification, but I, I believe that this was intentional. That they everyone knew this going up. And agree, and it was more important to make this political statement, right, in the form of a Supreme Court decision, than to actual because they, they yeah I guess it, the, you the, know the, what I mean like the, the originator knew they were full of shit right and they still went with it and and Steve it probably is one of those things that spiraled out of control it probably got started as a I'm gonna do this in my local thing to make my city my county my state whatever you know show that we're not tolerating this queer stuff um, and. All of a sudden, 
Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I think that this was a very intentional sort of thing from the get-go. Um, I think that this is a part of an agenda on the right. And I think they wa- what they wanted to see was they knew that there was a... They knew the outcome that they wanted. They knew that the, that the standard process of getting that before the Supreme Court to get that outcome may not actually happen. So what they did was they manufactured a scenario and tested it out and said, oh, okay. what, what but, if, but don't you think they were shocked when it got as high as it did? Okay. Yeah, fine. But it did. True. Right. It, it, the fact that it did and it got all, because listen, this is the Supreme court and, and there's no way, right. That they, that they wouldn't have verified that they wouldn't have gone through the process of verif- verifying the actors, right, at hand. Like, you just... I, you know, I just, you, you like to think that, but I, apparently, mm, in this case, in th- this this would seem to be an so instance what's it, where... So what's it, what is the... If, if you think, like... So then, if it wasn't intentional, then that means that, like, so when they get questioned on this, they're going to have to acknowledge that they didn't vet, they didn't verify, that they just assumed that it happened you know, in lower courts, and so they're basically going to have to acknowledge and admit that they didn't do their job. Yes. Um, Well, but I I think if you're at that level, you think, okay, I don't need to worry about the validity of the person bringing... You you would think, if it gets to that level, that that has been done. And clearly, in this case, it was not. So, again, no. If, If they do that... And they know that they ruled on a case where you didn't actually have an injury, and they just gave out a um, uh, a, a result that resolves that injury, but there was no injury. Then, then shouldn't they be asking themselves if that should, if, they, should if, they, they, absolutely. if their decision is correct? Right, but they're not going to do that, and I just find it hard to believe that. It was that now it's just like, well, we made our decision. The decision is final, even though that decision is based on bullshit, right? If you're like, that's the answer. If you're if you're a corrupted Supreme Court, like if you're not, then you, you say we have to figure out a way to 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 make this right, to remedy this, right? Because we provided a remedy to something that didn't exist, and now like the law of the land is going to be based off of a false of of, of false situation. You know, um, I think you're giving them too much credit. I think you're, what you're saying, I think is valid and logical, but um, we've seen enough from Supreme Court justices to realize that they are in fact human, they are in fact fallible, and in some cases flat out corrupt. <laughs> um, and and I mean, some stuff with Clarence Thomas and uh, uh, who recently got busted for taking luxury trips was oh god anyway oh Alito Alito thank you I was like Scalia was in my head I'm like well he's dead so that I don't mean Alito it, it's they, they are a, a a fallible organization and um, like you said there's no check and balance on them they are at the top of the of the food chain and they also came out and made some uh, other rulings this week including one to strike down Joe Biden's 
student loan forgiveness, which I think is the best thing could ever happen to Joe Biden. Um. Uh, well, uh, look, I, I, I'll, I'll justify that in a moment. But I've, well, I mean, look, it, it, it's that was the right decision. He didn't have the power to do it, um, and it, it just. It's unfortunate, but he just he didn't have the power or the authority to do it. I don't think the arguments for it were good or strong. Um, if you remember back when this first came out and everybody was all excited about it, I didn't even bother to do any of the paperwork. One, because the amount was so small compared to my student loan debt that it didn't really make a difference, and it literally wasn't In, worth the monthly, time. Yep. Right, like it just it was not worth the time to save, you know, fifteen dollars a month. On, on a student loan payment that is north of $1,200. Sorry. I just, I, right. I don't give a shit. Like, a dollar is a dollar, but go fuck yourself. My time is literally worth more. Um, I haven't canceled my Netflix for the same reason. Right. Say, but. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, like, I, I also felt like he didn't have the authority to do it and that this was probably going to be the outcome. Um, and I was correct, right? Like, so I saved myself time um, <laughs> by not filling all that stuff out, and so now we're here. Uh, now, but something good did come out of it because, you know, what the court said is like, look, you can change the program, but you can't, like, completely, um, you know, just punt the you, program. You, you, unilaterally and, say, okay, exactly. I made, yeah. So what they did is they went in and they changed the program and they made it way more... Uh, um, Beneficial and um, just sensible for borrowers, especially high, you know, high loan amount borrowers like myself, um, and really made it beneficial for people like me, right? Like I'm in a position where I'm starting a business, I don't have a lot of income or revenue, um, and so making my student loan payment, like when those kick back in, if if I had to make my student loan payment today, I couldn't do it, right? Um, but the way the new program is set up then I can still get credit for making payments, even if I'm making no money and I'm making no payments. Um, and there's different, there's different ways to get your loans uh, forgiven after a certain amount of time and a certain amount of payments. So I think this actually ends up being better because like the little $10,000 off of a student loan bill that's $180,000, I'm sorry, was nothing to me because the way that the interest is accruing on it, it, it sure. just doesn't, didn't do much for me. But now, with the way that they've allowed for these different, um, you know, credits to be applied and, and different, um, um, you know, uh, um, adjustments, uh, not, not deferments, but literally adjustments based on your income, right, and, and in real time, so it's not just based off last year, you know, it's based off of what's happening right now in the moment, essentially, you know, it brings more people into the fold and benefits more people, so I, it, it's... An unfortunate situation, but I honestly think it's better than even what he was originally proposing that got struck down. Here's why I say it's the best thing that could happen to Biden is that, and I'm going to quote um, you and say, elections have consequences. You say that all the time, and mm -hmm. you're right. But people generally ignore that reality. And there have been a few major events that have shown, oh, elections do have consequences in the term, in the form of Supreme Court justice appointees, Roe v. Wade being overstruck, or whatever, and um, and now this, and these are both things where liberals are saying, "Hey, you, you know, right-leaning normal Republican voters who thought that these things would never go against you, here it's happening against you," mm -hmm. and I think that will swing voters in a way where they're like, "Okay, 
I might not like Biden, but Trump's court did this. And so I, I think it's a good thing for him. And I've said before, and I'll say it again, I don't want Biden to run for re-election. I know he's going to, but I think it's a bad move. And the Democratic Party should be looking for a good heir apparent. And they're not doing that. And it's frustrating. And every time I open a fucking political ad, or anything political on my YouTube, I get Joe Biden popping up saying, hey, want to help my campaign get off to a great start? I'm like, Joe, I, I really don't. Right. <laughs> You are much of a big, you're a much bigger detractor to Biden than I am, mm-hmm. but um, I, I and, and I think if you look at his record, you'd have to say his administration is doing a pretty good job. Having said that, Joe, you're yeah. be almost eighty. I, Hang my up, my bro. issue, especially now, I mean, I thought that the baggage with Biden was going to be problematic, right? And I was right, right? Like his past record, uh, and frankly, his son. Hunter Biden have been weaponized against him sure. and they've been very effective. Uh, and then you take into account his age. Um, I don't think that there's anyone out there who could say like, look, man, dude is slowing down. He's not the guy that he was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and like those things matter, right? Like, and I just think you're going to have a tough time with the way that his, you know, and it, it, it should, should just be about the policy. It should just be about the the, the results, the yeah. results, and and things that you could quantify. And he's done a good job with some of the policy decisions that he's made. Yeah, he had some gaps. The pullout of Afghanistan wasn't good. Um, you know, like some of the, you know some of the stuff with oh, like some of the the stuff that he's gotten back and forth in with the you know the environmental stuff and the gas pipeline, right, 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 all that other stuff. Like those, yeah, all, all that stuff is ugly. But like generally, most of the if you're if you're looking at it objectively, they've they've made some good moves that could justify him coming back. But I could see not wanting him back on some of the policy things. But ultimately, for me, it's it's again the extra baggage and his age. Right, and and I'm sorry, it's a top job. Like we can't just say like, oh, we'll give him a pass on this, give him a pass on that. It's the president of the United States, right? Like the bar should be high. Yes. Right. Like so, we gotta get somebody else in there who doesn't have right that we know of the the, the same sort of bullshit, right? Which is like shitty baggage of a uh, you know crack addicted son that's throwing your name around, you know the international community trying to get himself rich, and your past policy decisions that have been that are clearly. Racist? I mean, <laughs> in some instances. And, and, and Steve, right? that's what, if I'm running against Joe Biden, I'm digging back into right, Paul, Anita Hill. All that stuff, right? And they, yeah. and, and they, they, you know, they didn't do a great job of that last time around. Um, you know, not to Probably say Probably because it doesn't appeal to their base. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, it just, it, it's, it's, um... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gaining by, Joe Biden's a racist. <laughs> and his numbers go up in right. Alabama. It's just, right. It's just like, yeah, that's <laughs> tricky for them because then he would get support from our people. Um, but You know what? What I'm laughing at is kind of gross what I'm laughing at, but it's true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the thing. So, anyway, um, we got a little bit off the rails, but, uh, you know, this, this, the student loan thing, I think, worked out the best that it could for Joe Biden. Um, uh, you know, and maybe for the people that was supposed to benefit. So, well, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, think it's, I think, better. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is, I think it actually ends up being a better situation. Like I said, for people like myself, um, and you know, other students out there, and and it just it's and it is better, right? Because just even if he was successful in doing that, just discharging all those loans, 
I mean, the people, like, I, I, get, I get the PPP loans and everyone else, like, we paid for all that stuff, and it's true. We did, and it's bullshit. But, fine, we did it, right? Like, I'm, I'm not going to, this good for those people that they were able to figure it out. Um, but it does put, you know, that's a lot of money that they were going to put, and, and it's got to be paid some way, shape, or form. And ultimately, the people are the ones who pay that bill. So directly doing it that way, and this is coming from a person with a massive student loan debt bill, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I think you made an important point, though. If it, this bill or bills of this nature are intended to relieve economic stress on people who will then spend money and do things and yes. stimulate the economy. Yes. And if you're telling me that this thing will just save you 15 bucks a month, fine. Right. Next time we go out, you can buy me a sandwich and a beer, and we're... We, maybe, we, maybe. maybe. I, no, no, I can I, I can buy you a sandwich or right. a beer, or a but beer. you're not right. getting both. And, and that's that's the point. If it's, it's not actually providing relief, yes. then what's it really doing? But this, but the new bill, it's called. I think it's called the Save Bill. Um, you know, and and how it would change it once that goes into effect, um, like that. That is the type of thing that saves a person like me, uh, because like I can't discharge my student loans and. You know, like when I can't like file for bankruptcy and have him discharged, thanks to Joe Biden. Okay. Did you know that? I did not. So Joe Biden um, advocated heavily for the ability to lend to students without. This was a senator, probably. Yeah, when he okay. was a senator. This okay. is in the seventies. Okay. Right? Yep. So he advocated seventies and the eighties. He advocated heavily for um, lenders to be able to lend to students, um, not need income. Uh, um, uh, you know, not needing uh, to meet any sort of income right. standards, um, could lend, you know, whatever amount the student needed. Like, there, there were no, like, what, oh, you need money for college? Bam, you're going to get it, right? So he advocates for that, but then on the flip side, advocates and says, under no circumstances can you discharge student loans through bankruptcy or any other way have to be paid out. So essentially it's like, oh, yeah, here, you can get all this money. Oh, and if you get a job where you can't pay it back, well, everybody else who gets any other type of loan, they can go into bankruptcy, but you cannot, right? Like so. Then, and, and Steve, this this actually kind of hits home with me. This is where our age gap matters because when I was a student, getting a student loan was very tough, mm-hmm. and and I was in a spot where my family made too much money for me to get a loan, but not enough to for whatever, and also st- tuition was way less than than it is now. But it was really hard to get government money for college. Fast forward 10 years, they were just winging it out there. And you can see it in towns like Morgantown, West Virginia, where I went to school. And I would bet in Amherst, Massachusetts, where, where you went to school. Mm-hmm. Where, like, when I was in college, you know, I knew every 10-cent wing night and every $1.50 Budweiser night because that's how I had to get by. There are now three martini bars in Morgantown, West Virginia. <laughs> we don't need three martini bars. Right. But there's any, enough... Any and, 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 or, or that. But, um, but it's funny because, like... You know, when you're in college, you want to take a girl on a fancy date. And when I was in college, it was like, okay, there's one steakhouse and then these other places that are kind of the next level. And now they're everywhere because money's getting thrown into college towns like it's going out of style because of student loans. And someone's going to have to pay it back eventually, but it ain't going to be us. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. You're, you're, no, but, side tangent, but, right, but, I but mean, you see the impact. Yeah, no, totally. Um but like so, you know, so it's interesting. Like he introduces this bill um, that I think is pretty good. But part of the reason we're in the situation is because of actions by Joe Biden in his days as a senator. Um, you know, in the in the late seventies and the early eighties. 
Um, you know, so again, like I said, I, obvious I'm not a fan of Joe Biden. Yes. Um, this you, bill yeah. helps. You've been, you've been clear on that. Right. Like, this bill helps, but again, it's a problem that you created, Joe, so thanks. Uh, and then they also ruled on affirmative action uh, with the Harvard and University of North Carolina cases saying that universities could not use race uh, as a sole determining factor in new admissions into colleges. Uh, look, this is, uh, you know, I, I think that this is definitely uh, uh, feels like an assault on you know, a lot of the gains that have been made in the civil rights movement. You've got attack on the LGBT community. You've got, uh, you know, with the student loan situation, essentially attack on, you know, m the middle class and lower middle class. Uh, and then with this, uh, you know, it's it's a direct sort of middle finger to, to uh, black, you know, kids trying to get into college. Um, and, and, you know, some people will say, well, why do you even need this? Like, it should just be based on merit. But, like, look, you've got a country and you've got institutions with history, long history of discriminating intentionally against students solely based on their race, right? You've got hundreds of years of history of this, right? Like over the last, you know, like you've got 50 years, 60, 70 years in this, uh, in, in this one, and then, you know, 100 years before, to the point where they had to have whole separate colleges for black students called historically black colleges and universities because they couldn't, they weren't allowed into white schools. And then when segregation was, you know, outlawed and they had to let them in, they were still real big dicks about letting black kids in, even if they were qualified. So that doesn't just get fixed and turned around because you allowed for affirmative action, you know, 20 years ago. Um, that's a, a, a long history to sort of unfuck. And so with... With this, a lot of people are saying, well, I mean, black kids shouldn't even need it. No, there's no such thing as racism. Everybody's colorblind now. And this hurts white students, and it's not fair to white students. And so we have to get rid of it because the, the playing field now needs to always be level. Right? <laughs> now it always needs to be level. We know we fucked you guys over before, but now, like, we're cool now. <laughs> so everything, everything has to be level all the time now. No one can, can, be, no one can be disadvantaged, right? Right. Like that that's well, the argument. And 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 you know, I, I don't know that you were specifically poking me with a stick to, for, for me to talk about the legacy system. But I've always right. said you want to get rid of affirmative action? Okay. First let's get rid of legacies. Because so much of our lives are impacted by the legacy system. Yep. George W. Bush doesn't get into Harvard based on George W. Bush's merits. He got in there because there of Yale. He went to Harvard undergrad and Yale oh, graduate okay. student. I think, um, I think both. Okay. But anyway. Either way, yeah. Yeah. He got there because of who daddy was. Yep. And his daddy was actually a really, <laughs> I, I always end up extolling the virtues of George H.W. Bush, who did some things that are questionable. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that dude had a resume. Yeah. W did not. And yet, was, got into Harvard. I mean, got, he was governor. He was governor because he went to Yale. He he fucked up everything he touched. I know. All right. He becomes governor because of all the things I'm saying. Yes. If, if George W. Bush and I... I'm just saying, by the time he got to the White House, his, okay, res he, his he, resume uh, looked okay. pretty good, but it was because of the legacy. Yes, yes, here's yes, the thing. Yes. You are right. You are absolutely right on that. Um, but, the bo but the bottom line is, is that like, the, leg the legacy system is allowed to stay in place. The affirmative action is not. Um, and it, it is, I think... And that goes to show again yeah, this right. attack on on you know some of the gains we've made from a civil rights standpoint um, that need to be addressed. Now my argument is 
for, you know, as it relates to, uh, you know, specifically affirmative action um, is like, look, that's a blow. But one of the things I think that we have to now turn from a society standpoint is say, all right, if they're going to take that away, right, you continue to try to fight for it best you can, um, try to get creative with ways to make sure that, you know, qualified students are getting into universities, um, you know, qualified students of color, how, however you got to do that. But I also think that you, have a, you also have a larger issue before you even get to this point when, it, when we're talking about the education of, you know, children of color, specifically black kids that come from inner cities, poor communities, things like that, because, like, and I use my hometown, Youngstown, as an example. K through 12, 17%. 17% of students in K through 12 in Youngstown um, are reading proficient. Wait, say that again? 17% of the students in the Youngstown City School District, K through 12, are reading proficient. So they're reading at the grade that they should be reading at. Right. And so, <laughs> so it, less than one in five. Yeah. So wow. if you have, if you have 100 students in the Youngstown City School System, 17 of them can read at the level that they're supposed to be able to read at. Right? Like, so That's when it comes to math, when it comes to math, 8% K through 12 proficient in math. Okay. All right. So now, Youngstown, the demographics are about a 50-50 split in terms of black-white. All right. But most of the white kids do not go to the inner city schools. They go to the private schools like the one that I went to. Um, and it, it – so – or they go out to the suburbs. But um, – <laughs> You're making me think of a comedian that I saw. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me – I don't want to lose the point. So if you've got – only 8 and 17% of your kids are able to do math and read at the level that they're supposed to, but you have an 85% graduation rate, then what that tells me is that you got kids, most of your kids who graduate aren't ready for college. They can't read or do math, right? Like, so, you, yeah, we're, we're fighting for this affirmative action for The kids who are qualified, they should get in and they shouldn't get discriminated against. Fine. But I also have an issue with I don't, how many kids are we sending that are even ready? For this, right? Like, so you got a bigger fucking problem on your hands that you need yeah. to start to address. And look, not to say that we haven't tried, right? And because we, you know, we know that the schools need more money. We know that we need more teachers. We know that we need smaller classrooms and smaller numbers. But we need to start to get this shit because right now you've got kids that are leaving high school that literally can't read and that cannot do math, right? Like, 8% of your kids can do math. 17% of your kids can read at the level that they're supposed to when they leave. And you got 85% of your kids totally graduating. So when you do the math on that, like 60% of your kids don't know what the fuck that they, they can't do the basic skills that they need to do anything. Right? Not and, more, and, more like get into fucking college. Like they can't work at McDonald's at this point. And, and in kind of bringing things all around, they're getting into college. And the colleges are like, we're happy to take your money, yeah. and we'll push you through just like your high school did. Yeah, sure. Here's a degree. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yep. Here's, and, here's and, a degree, and, and, and here's a hundred grand in debt too. Right. You're here's, welcome. Or even if it's not a hundred grand, even even if it's twenty five, or even if it's fifty, if you get a degree in general social studies or whatever, right? 
then chances are, like, what, what are your options? Where are you going to go work? You can go be a bank teller, maybe. You can go try right. to work for some nonprofit that's going to pay you run $12 ton, dollars an run, hour. Run up a ton of debt to work as a bank teller and make Right, like, I mean, like, hour. either way, like, you're, you're looking at a career where, where, you know, unless you're fortunate, right, or, like, your, your choices are you're, you're, you're looking to try to get in the local government, right, to work for the county or to work for the city or something like that. Um, or you're at some low-level, low-paying job where they, they'll tell you all about how you'll, you can work your way up, but real, realistically, you will not work your way up. Um, you know, they'll have, there'll be a few that do, but for the most yeah. part, a majority don't, right? Uh, and then you're, you're stuck with this debt, and you'll never make enough to pay it off, and you're in financial ruin, and good luck. the cycle <laughs> continues, right? Because you have a kid that you then can't help in any way, shape, or form, at the next level, you can't help pay for their education. You don't have the money to put them into a better high school so they have better chances. Then they go to college and they get the debt, and then it just the cycle repeats itself over and over and over again. Um, and and, and, and it, it, it's a snowball. It gains, yeah. it gains mass as it rolls. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, I just think we, we have to start to, like, yes, the affirmative right. action thing needs to be addressed, but can, we can, also... Can I tell you the Youngstown joke? <sighs> yeah. It's not my joke. Don't get mad at me. But someone <laughs> said that Youngstown is if... Detroit and West Virginia had a baby. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I know what my hometown no, hey, is. Hey, look, I'm, I'm from Boston. I, I do. Dude, I, I, I just, I, I know what it is. I mean, it's I just, just like it's. Yeah, that's okay, a good joke, right? I, I, I mean, like it's right. just like you're kicking a dead horse, right? Like, yeah, I mean, no, like no, no, we've been fair, through fair, enough, fair, man. Fair. Like, what the I, fuck? I'm not trying to pile on. I just thought that was a funny joke. I just, I just told you that most of the people in my town can't fucking read, read your math. Like, if you uh, wrote you know that joke down, okay, they couldn't I, fucking I, read it. I, I, Thanks. <laughs> Kick me while I'm fucking down. I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm sort of sorry. I'm, I'm a bad person. All right, we got to talk about Ron DeSantis' ad before we go. Okay, so so this is. So Ron DeSantis puts out this ad through his, like, war room on Twitter, right? And and so it's, you know, he acknowledges that the DeSant- the Twitter account that says DeSantis' war room is directly affiliated with Ron DeSantis. They're the rapid response team for, for his 2024 presidential campaign. Um, and they put out this ad... <laughs> That is, it's a Ron DeSantis ad that is that targets Donald Trump and shows how Donald Trump supported LGBTQ rights and the trans community, you know, his friendship with Caitlyn Jenner, uh, you know, his response after the Pulse nightclub shooting, which happened in Orlando, by the way, which is Florida. Yes. Um, but then the video, like, it goes from all these Trump comments on supporting... LGBTQ and trans rights and everything else to like this weird like montage montage with this weird music of like a, a bodybuilder and uh, Brad Pitt and, <laughs> and Troy, Troy. <laughs> uh, uh, Christian Bale and American Psycho <laughs> and like all these people like you know coming after Ron DeSantis about his you know anti LGBTQ stuff and it, I, it was. And and then there were some Top Gun references and a lot a lot of like here's hot sexy man then here's Ron DeSantis here's another hot sexy man here's Ron DeSantis like it was a weird weird video ad um, that has been universally like even from gay conservatives who are very you know who go out of their way to disassociate themselves from the left and say that not everything is homophobic blah 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 blah. blah 
even they came out and said this, like Ron DeSantis, this is clearly homophobic. What are you doing? <laughs> right. And, like, and, and here's the thing: you've been waving the flag of the Ron DeSantis is here, he's coming, he's real for a long time. But Ju- I also, no, justifiably, I, I have, and then, but I've also acknowledged, especially like the last three months, that this guy. Is, is off the his fucking own rails. Freaking worst enemy. Yes. And, and that's. It, it, you couldn't have predicted that because he didn't show it until recently. Right. Well, but, I mean, there were, some people would argue, like. And a lot of people actually did say, like, look, this guy is, like, he may be all those things, but, like, he's going to fuck it up, right? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, all he's got to do. Like, it was very simple, Jim. All he had to do was actually just not do anything. <laughs> right? He would have followed the Stephen uh, campaign advisor role of just shut the fuck up. Right. Like, and let Trump destroy himself. Yes. And do nothing. You'll win. And, and yet he can't get out. Of, and I think, Steve, I think his ego is so fucking massive Jim, that he if cannot there wasn't get out of the way. A picture perfect example of not being able to stop stepping on your own dick. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like, so this video, like, all the... It, it's comical. And then Pete Buttigieg responds right, to it. Right, like, Pete's, Pete's okay. response is just like, <laughs> like, look, man, I, I, I don't want to get into it. And I, I, I love how he says, I don't want to speak about, you know, how you make a video of yourself between oiled-up bodybuilders... <laughs> oiled-up bodybuilders. ...with images of you sandwiched in between... But yet, you're the one that's anti-gay. I'm not going to touch that. I'm just going to get into the, the brass tacks of it all. Like, the subtle, not-so-subtle jabs from Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg like, is a smart guy. Who he knows is, how to but, like, I can appreciate him because Pete Buttigieg is, like, he's around my age, right? Like, maybe a little older. Yeah, I think we're either. close to the same age. So we come out of that sort of dry humor, sarcastic sort of, you know, uh, uh, it's uh, I love it. It's funny and 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 he's growing on me, right? Like I I, I kind of liked him when he ran for president, but I didn't think he was quite like no. Uh, and he had some there. stuff in his time as mayor right. of South Bend that was not great, right? But and now looking at it, it's just like, Jesus. But I think that you know there's something to be said to watch out for him maybe in the next election cycle, not 24, but whatever. So anyway, I just it, it was the, the ad. It was, was so weird. funny to watch him. Um, just, it's yeah, gonna. Yeah. I think it's gonna hurt DeSantis. Uh, I think Trump would be smart to, you know, sort of to 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 jab back at him and just be like, look, I, why, why would I, why would I have any issue with with you know gays and and trans people that support me and our cause and that the you know the ones I don't like are these but as long as you're not that then I don't care that you're gay or LGBTQ if that's Trump's message in response to this then that's another blow for DeSantis right like i mean like i, I don't know how you could right how could Trump, it not be Trump got away with literally speaking in front of an LGBTQ crowd hugging a rainbow flag and then he turns around and shits all over him but he was able to, he, that guy's ability to be well, look, hey, he, like, he doesn't have to be genuine. I'm not saying Trump no, needs no, to be genuine. No, exactly. He just needs he, to say it. He gets away. He with, just needs, He gets away with not being genuine more than anyone I've ever seen. Right, but this is an instance where it's just like, look, this is an easy move in the in the world of campaign. If you want to play, you know, for everybody playing House of Cards at home drinking game, right? Here's <laughs> an easy way to score some points. And 
literally just put something out saying, look, we support, like, we support the LGBTQ community, but what we don't support are the ones that, you know, groom children right, and right, are... Right, right, sure. Whatever. Right, we want to keep... Right? Yep. But for yep. the rest of them, that's not all of them, and, and we love you guys, and sorry that Ron DeSantis is a dick. Right? Like, that's more points for Trump, and that's another fucking complete and utter misstep by, by DeSantis, not just from the material, like, from what he's trying to say, but the way he tried to say it. You know, it's funny, because the standard head-up-their-ass right-winger right now, if you say the word Bud Light... They lose their minds. They're like, ah, oh, Bud Light. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I heard that that was a track meet earlier, and I came up a few times. I'm like, oh, fucking A. You people would drink Bud Light because it's garbage beer, and you're garbage beer drinkers. But anyway. And they'll go back to drinking it. And, and, like, and, and, eventually, and, they're going to forget about you know, it and start <laughs> drinking it again. There was a guy at the bar the other day I heard say this. He's like, if you thought Bud Light, putting that person on a thing, was going to make you gay, you were already gay. Right. <laughs> Right. I heard that at a bar in our neighborhood. And that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I, I, I almost went like, yeah. clap, but I'm like, you know what? No, yeah, don't, don't, don't make it weird. Don't, don't, don't engage. Don't engage. All right, man. Um, I want to. Um, I was going to talk about Alex Jones saying that Trump's plane is going to get shot down, but is he really worth no. our time? Okay. Yeah, Alex Jones is trying to become relevant again. Like, if that does happen, then then, then, then you can get then all the you can get all the Alex Jones airtime you want anytime you want moving forward, but. Let's table yeah. that one. Yep. Um, I and do want to talk to Roseanne. Like, we can yep. talk this one. It'll probably have to be the last one just because of time. But Roseanne Barr, my God. So she gets on a podcast and starts ranting off about the media and the lies and, you know, standard MAGA stuff. But then says, right, comes out and says, like, oh, and, like, if, if, you, think, if you think that the that two million Jews died. Six million. Yeah. Six or whatever she said, like, then, I you know, I got a bridge to sell or whatever. Like, she basically is saying that the Holocaust didn't happen and all these Jews, all these Jews weren't killed. Now, there's an argument. She was being sarcastic. She was trying to, okay, here's the deal. And I've, I've had this, hold, well, you go. So... <laughs> I've been dreading this for a lot of reasons because you and I have had this fight multiple times about how I'll defend the comedian saying it's a comic trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to use that defense this time because Roseanne is a comic and she's a very good comic. Mm -hmm. She's also fucking crazy. She's an absolute insane person. So I listened to roughly 45 minutes to an hour of, she was on Theo Vaughn's podcast and she, what you, what you queued up was perfect because she was literally talking about how the media and everyone is spinning things so that you can't question the 2020 election. And that's what it was all about. Mm -hmm. And then she, and I'm air quoting, sarcastically says, and the Holocaust never happened. And then she follows up, but it should because Jews ruin everything. And then Theo Vaughn follows up and says, are you Jewish? She said 100%. And it's just, she's just a ranting crazy person who really is not... I'm sympathetic to the fact that she's had a fucked up life. If you know her life story, it oh, is yeah. fucking crazy. Yes. And she's had a tough life. And so she's did made, Oprah. And so did Oprah. No, not that. She's not that level crazy, though. No. But she doesn't take care of a mange. <laughs> that was not really Oprah. That was South Park. And you and South Park in reality sometimes merge in places. There have been multiple times, my friend, where you were like, this happened, this happened. Oh, wait, that was an episode of South Park. That has actually happened in our conversations. So, boom. Or American Dad. Okay. I have both, but, I have both but, those but issues. I, I'm 
I mean, what you said was ridiculous and stupid um, and offensive to a lot of people. And, and if you want to make the argument that she's providing ammunition for right-wing psycho mindset, you could make that case. And I, I can't defend Jim, here's, it. A, here's the issue, right? Whether she was being sarcastic or not, the problem is she says this on a public forum. It gets put out on social media. And then all you do, all you got to do is just look at the, the comments and the replies below. Right on, finally someone saying the oh, truth. No. I, see, you know, like, I this mean, is, all, this, is a, all, this is a realm I usually don't dive into. I sometimes do, but not as but, much as you. I mean, like, there are people, a value one. but it's there are literally one. people saying, right, Roseanne Barr, a Jew, finally admitting the what truth. we've been saying all along, the Holocaust never happened, you can't prove it, you can't prove we landed on the moon, right? Like, you have those people. Now, it's easy to sit there and dismiss, those are crazy people, those are crazy people, the, who cares? Those are cra- Well, there's a whole bunch of them. And there's more and more of them starting to come out of the woodwork. Right. Right. And uh, look. If 1% is crazy, that's 30 million people in America. Exactly. Thank you. Right. Like, let's, like, right. Like, so how many football stadiums does that fill? Right. Like, it seems to be the only way to fucking get people to understand (laughs) big numbers. But the point is, is like, look, whether she meant it sarcastically or not, the fact that there are people who then take that, right, and say, Roseanne Barr just acknowledged it, right? Like, so there's people who are gonna who took that and put them on other like re, like shows that should be you know banned from YouTube and like shouldn't have a platform on podcasts or websites or whatever, and are using that as a rallying cry, right? And that and that's it's fucking dangerous, right? Because she can sit there and say after the fact that it was sarcastic, right, or that she didn't really mean it or she was whatever. But if that creates some sort of if there's a consequence of this. Where someone then uses that as a reason to say, "All right, now we can go do this thing," right? Like, th- like that's what you 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 have to think beyond your your own little world that you that you live in, where you want to manipulate and you want to get a narrative out, and 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 that's uh, you know, I, I get c- comics and truth and funny and all that other stuff, but this this is whether well, there, there's a line and and she she crossed it. And it's just with the history of, of like Jews and anti-Semitism and the violence against them and her knowing that like, it's just so irresponsible. I will totally give you irresponsible. Uh, no, I've got to ask this. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but did you know who Theo Vaughn was prior to this? No. Okay. I did. Cause I'm, I'm a comedy follower. So I knew him from stand up, whatever. But if you're him, a lot of people are saying, why didn't he shut her down? Why did he do it? Like, because this is making him relevant. A lot of people didn't know who the fuck Theo Vaughn was prior to this. And I, now, the, I mean, I, I, I didn't really pay attention to the platform that she was okay. on when she said it. But, you know, like you okay. go and she just said it like I didn't recognize but to the your person. point a minute ago, a lot of people did. A uh, lot sure, of people didn't yeah. know who the fuck Theo Vaughn yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, and, and I get it. But even, because here's the deal. My rebuttal to you was, even... If he if he shuts her down, it's still going to be very newsworthy. She says it, and he comes back and is just like, "Bitch, are you fucking out of your mind? You you don't think that that's not going to draw the that, same? No, that how is that how, how wouldn't it? That would have because she still says yeah. what she says, right? Like I mean, I'm not like he, he didn't need to, he, but he still could have like once she makes the statement, you know. But it should happen now because Jews ruin everything instead of. You know, aren't you Jewish? If he's just like, 
that is some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Why would you say that knowing goddamn well you're Jewish, right? Like, you know, and then she's forced to say, oh, I'm kidding, whatever. But either way, that still makes news. It still is a huge story. And he doesn't come out looking like a fucking, you know, yeah. Cuck? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> you were trying to avoid the word that I'll use. It, I, I didn't, I didn't I, have I, a word. I, 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 but that's kind of what you're looking at. Like well, the word I had in my head was a yellow spine. And I was like, that's not right. <laughs> that's not that's an not accurate term. No one's yellow, ever said that. Yeah, was, yellow belly? You're okay. Yeah, well, I think yeah. I was going. I was so yellow. I was trying to get the coward. And, and by the way, Theo, Ka, Theo Vaughn is from the South, so you're yellow would have actually resonated with him. Um, <laughs> what's the matter, Theo? You yellow. Oh, shit. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think I, I do, you know, put myself in the position. You know, we've had guests on our show. Sometimes you were here, sometimes you were not. But there were times when we had. I'm going to throw Kevin Dixie under the bus just because there were times where he said stuff where I had just shook my head and like... It's one right. thing that you don't agree or... Yeah, like, I that's just, different. Like, I mean, he did... Like, it's not I like didn't he came push back where I would have normally. But that's different though, right? He Because he didn't... Come, it's not like he said, you know... No, he did uh, not push back at all. Right, but but like... But what I'm saying is like, Kevin Dixie didn't say something where... It, that we know is a universal truth and that... Was like no, uh, he he misrepresented something I said, and rather than say okay, you chose a typical talking point, and that's yeah, that's, but that's a do big that. difference though, okay. right? Like Roseanne Barr said that the Holocaust, which we know for a fact existed, because there are people who survived it, not to mention the actual images that we have from it, and there are, you know up until not that I mean there may be one or two, a few people, but we've got people with the fucking tattoos still on yeah. their skin and. You know the graves and the soldiers that actually saw it, like yeah. the, who fought in World War Two. What the fuck was World War Two about then? Right? Like, I mean, like, can we get like what? anyway? No, yeah, yeah. No, but the point no. is, like, it's a universal truth that the Holocaust happened. Yes. Right. And and we know what the result of that was. We know what led up to it. We know that the the risk there is just with the the, the Jews standing in the Middle East. How did they? You know they. Are the reason why we're partnered with them because of the threats to them and everything else, the anti-Semitism that has happened in this country alone, like that's a huge, huge difference between what happened on our show, right? And so it's one thing sure, for you sure, not sure. to push yeah, yeah, back yeah. on something that you said, blah, 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 blah. For him to not push back on just known history, whether she's being, like then make her say she's being yeah. sarcastic and make her own the you fact know, that, that it was that, a shitty joke. That that That's the right call. You know? so, all right. Because I still players. like, I still think it gets play the same amount of play that it does now, right? Like you're still gonna have people that are disgusted by what she said, right? Like no one's gonna poop poop. Like oh, well Theo Vaughn got it, so it's good, right? Like that's not what would have happened. True, true. No, I'm, and 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 Roseanne again. I'm I'm sympathetic to her just because she is so fucked in the head, and I've heard all their interviews with her where she's she is literally the crazy rambling person at the bar. Um. I don't know what substances were being used during that podcast. I will not use them to justify that since at least I know one she's in I know she's in the cannabis and peanuts. I know she's into I didn't know she was a cannabis person. Yeah. And I know she's got some I thought it was macadamia nuts. Oh maybe it is. It, uh, some form yeah, of I nut. Think, I, think, I think it's a nut in Hawaii. Right. Uh I think it's macadamia nuts. But all right. Uh we can go on or we just call it a night. Uh let's call it. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter, and we're done. Thanks for listening. We're done.